listeners in 16 countries and five continents. Sustainable, the podcast brings you inspirational interviews to help enhance sustainable practices within your organization. Be a business that works for the earth with your host, Tabby Jane, CEO and founder of EarthSelf, bringing a nature-centered approach into organizational management. In episode 24, I spoke with Keith Harvey, Managing Director of the Oaks Enterprises, to discover more about a new environmentally friendly cleaning product that works in harmony with nature and why he's adopted this within his cleaning company as part of his drive to create a sustainable business. Today, I'm speaking to Aidan Tracy. Aidan Tracy is the Relationship Officer for Home Energy Scotland Southeast. Home Energy Scotland from the Scottish Government is a source of clear and impartial advice on making your home cheaper to heat. They provide information on funding, incentives and finance options for energy efficiency improvements, such as installing a new boiler or renewable technology. Aidan develops and manages relationships with partner organisations to support employees and members improve their energy efficiency, save carbon and reduce their environmental impact. Welcome Aidan, it's great to have you on Sustainable today. Thanks very much, Tabby, for having me on. So why is it important for organisations who want to become more sustainable to help their employees become more sustainable in their own homes? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good question. Um, it's one of these things where sustainability is really quite high on the agenda. Um, and organisations are making a lot of different you know, measures to improve their sustainability. Um, and, and one of the things that's really important is engaging those employees um, in that journey. Um, a lot of companies make a lot of resource efficiency measures um, to kind of reduce their carbon footprint, which is a quick win usually, especially for the types of kind of manufacturing firms. But one of the things that's you know really important is the employee is the lifeblood of the organisation, and, and without engaging them, um, you're really going to you need to get them involved in the journey um, and get them part of it. Um, and it's just really important to kind of make sure that people understand what you're trying to achieve as a company and actually supporting that carbon footprint reduction is, is really important um, from employees. So to give you a kind of a good example, is, you know, things as, as simple as kind of turning off monitors within an office space or, you know, using a certain amount of water when boiling a kettle for breaks and things, you know, these are little things, but they all add up into that kind of sustainable culture within a business. And it's really important for employees to feel valued and part of that process. Um, and one of the other things that's really important is when, when companies are making all of these kind of resource efficiency measures, um, it's important for the employees to kind of understand where they are part of that journey and how they support it. Um, and to to kind of offset that, in, in a sense, is, you know, a lot of the companies, the, the reductions are all for the company. It's it's not for the, for the employee. So this is where our kind of programme comes in, really, um, is at the heart of it, is that we're offering support for people at home. Um, and by offering that kind of support to your employees means that they're probably more likely to buy into what you're trying to achieve sustainably. Um, so if you're asking them to make kind of different changes and, and resource efficiency measures within the business, if you're offering them that opportunity to save money and carbon at home and be engaged in that, then the, the, two, the two go quite nicely together in a kind of a jigsaw puzzle. And one without the other won't work. You kind of need to combine the two. So that's really what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's really important what you've said there. It's a case of showing the employees the benefits for themselves out with the business so that it, 
it connects them to this this whole idea and makes them understand and, and see the benefits for themselves, not just as, a, oh, this is something we have to do because it's company policy. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So how do you help organisations engage their employees with sustainability? Um, well, we've got a real, we've got a real program, a raft of different kind of things that we do. Um, and one of the, the, the key things about how we kind of um, help organisations to engage with employees is we really want to get to know the business first um, or the organisation so we actually understand what they're trying to achieve um, and where they maybe are in their sustainability journey. So we really want to find out what the business is up to, what their goals and aims are, so that we can develop some kind of unique activity that really supports them as a business. Because not one uh, organisation we work with is the same. You know, there are, there are similarities, but they, they are very, very different. Um, so to kind of give you some, some kind of working examples, you know, we've worked with some kind of bigger kind of corporate organisations who have obviously got big offices, um, and some of their staff may be kind of higher higher earners. So what we tend to do is, is kind of do presentations at lunchtimes um, where we kind of offer people information on things like renewable technology um, or things like electric vehicles to kind of engage people on those kind of um, um, measures. And we have some really good high attendances at these because people are actually interested in kind of investing in this type of um, technology. Um, but then on another hand, we've, we we help some kind of manufacturing firms who have maybe got employees that are a bit, you know, maybe don't aren't as highly paid. So they're maybe more worried about things like their fuel bills. They're maybe more worried about how to kind of heat their home. So we really do a lot different in the sense that we'll have kind of engagement events um, at those those kind of venues so that we can kind of go down and talk to people and kind of have advice surgeries where we can kind of chat to somebody about their individual worries at home and how we can kind of go on and support them. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that's that's two kind of examples. But what's part of that is we pull together a lot of kind of internal communication support so that we really are kind of, we're, we're kind of promoting our presence, what we're trying to achieve with things. Um, and we also kind of share reports following the work so that people, that the company can really go back to the employees and say, look, this is what you were part of. This is what we, we, we tried to do and, and this is how we've achieved it. So it's really kind of a an altogether kind of a good approach that we kind of use so that there's there's kind of value in what they're doing. Um, and also what we're really keen to always do is it's not just about um, going in and doing one event or you know one thing we really want to create a journey with the business so it might be that we maybe do something in springtime with a certain theme we might do something in summer with a certain theme and we might go back in winter and do something with a certain theme again um so it's really our presence is there so that we can take um the householders at that that business on a kind of a journey and really support them through what they're trying to what they can get at home and and, and support the business with what they're trying to achieve at the same time yeah. So, I mean, that, that sounds fantastic because what I'm hearing you say is it's, it's a completely unique process that fits in with the aims and the goals of each specific organisation that really allows them on this journey to raise awareness of energy efficiency, carbon reduction, and you're even offering reports at the end of it. So, I mean, the thing that I'm curious about is, I mean, this is a free service to businesses, just to clarify that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely free, yes. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to, to, to highlight that point there because we can have people who are concerned about the, the initial investment and outlay and this is something that, that is available to everybody. It's something that's in kind of entirely free um, for organisations. It's something that we'd encourage them to kind of 
you know, make use of because we're really here to support companies and support householders. Um, and it, it's part of that kind of sustainability um, agenda that, you know, we want to fit into what you're, they're trying to achieve and, and it's, it's all kind of comes together like that. And, and we want to kind of help that journey along. Um, and that's why it's, it's available for companies. Yeah. Awesome. So why is it important to have management buy-in when you're engaging employees' interests in sustainability? Um, it, management buy-in is one of these things. It's, um, it's quite something uh, um, difficult to negotiate, but it's incredibly important Um it's one of these things where, you know, the companies, when you go in and you speak to them uh, and you, you engage with organizations, um, you know, every every workplace has got a very different culture. Um, and what's really apparent when we kind of engage with businesses is it's when we have somebody higher up within the within the, the organization endorsing what we do or really kind of being vocal about it and being involved with it, it makes it that, that bit 10 times better, if I'm being honest, because they, people feel like it's a lot more accessible. Um, and they also think, well, actually, if someone's, you know, encouraging me higher up to engage with this, then actually I'm going to listen to what they have to say, because that is what the management is there for. But it, it's also very important in another way, in the sense that, you know, if, if your company's serious about sustainability, um, it can't just be a grassroots thing within an organization. You know, green teams are brilliant uh, and and they do a lot of great work. But you need to have people that are really high up within an organization, part of these kind of these movements within within a firm, because without it, it doesn't really say that you're doing much. You know, you can put a lot of things down on paper saying, you know, we're, we're very sustainable and this is what we're trying to achieve and this is what we're doing. But without that management buy-in, it's probably never really going to happen. Um and the reality is you, you probably won't be able to answer to a lot of your goals, targets and policies. And, and it's important that that's part of that that process. Yeah. And it also it also reminds me of um, something that David Watts from the, the, the Scottish executive director of the Institute Directors said when I when I spoke to him. And he had said, well, directors actually have a responsibility to ensure the continuity and the longevity of their organisation, even after they've moved on from being the executive director and it's it's that challenge of managing okay the the current short term needs to continue that sustainability but also being able to look at long term so I mean it's it's almost like what I really appreciated about him saying was actually it's a director's obligation to keep their company afloat and sustainability is something that you need to be think about and manage. No, I'd completely agree with that and it is something that's really important because it, it's something that's on the agenda and it's it's the reality is it's never going to go away. And for a company to sustain itself, you know, it needs to be it needs to be serious about what they're doing. And and I completely agree with that statement as well. Awesome. So who do you most admire and why, Aidan? Um I, this was a difficult question. Um <laughs> but You're I not think, the only one. <laughs> yeah, well, um one of the things that I thought about was actually I when I, I studied geography when I was at University of Glasgow. Um and one of the, the we did a lot of kind of uh, geographical thought uh, uh, classes and, and, and kind of philosophers and things. And one of the ones that I always kind of, that something stuck with me when we studied this uh, individual was called Prince Peter Kropotkin. So I'm going to sound really geeky right now, but he was um, an anarchist geographer. Um, and one of the things that he had kind of um, talked about was, that geography should be kind of one of the quotes he had was geography must be um, a means of dissipating uh, prejudices and creating other feelings more worthy of humanity. And it was something that always stuck with me the whole way th through 
um, you know, uni and then into what I've I've kind of worked where I've worked and things. And it it's a quote that kind of resonates with what I want to try and achieve. I always kind of want to um, work in roles where it's kind of supporting, um, you know, sustaining the planet and kind of you know making people that that kind of humanity thing. Um, and it's something that's always kind of struck with me. And so that's probably the the person I admire the most. I mean, he's obviously in the 1800s, so he's not with us now, but it's something that's kind of always stuck with me. And I think that's what I most admire about the, his way of thinking was, you know, it should be a thing of mutual aid for each other um, to kind of make sure that things work as we, we wish they would, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I mean, what I love about the, the example that you've given here is, I mean, we're going back to the 1800s here and people were already saying, look, we need to take care of the planet. What we're doing, there needs to be this balance, this mutual, repro- rep- I can't even say the word, reprocity um, going on. And it's for me, it's always inspiring to hear that this is something that's been around for a while. It's not a new idea. No, exactly. And that, that is the thing. It's amazing to think that people were thinking about it back then. Um, it's quite quite incredible. And it, it shows you how important it is, though, that it's, you know, it's been talked about for so long and that actually this is something, you know, we need to, you know, it needs to be part of our life. And it, it doesn't need to be something that's hard to live with either. It's something that we can just include as part of the way we live. And it's not a lot of hard work. It's very much just, you know, that kind of behavior change ideas, you know, just, you know, lead your life how you would like to lead it. Um, and, and listening to these kind of things is, is, is what, you know, can kind of support that. Yeah. So how has working with Home Energy Scotland impacted the way that you live your life in terms of sustainable practices? Um <laughs> Um, I moan at my partner Hazel all the time, pretty much, is probably the, <laughs> the way it's impacting most in the sense that um, turn off the plugs, turn off this, turn off that. We don't need that on. We don't need to be, the thermostat doesn't need to be so high. You know, it's, it's, it's little niggly things, actually. It's, it's You don't realise, actually, in, until I worked in this role, how much money you can actually save with just a little bit of behaviour change in your life. Um, you know, with things like turning plugs off at the wall, you know, only filling up your kettle with enough water that you need, turning your thermostat down by a degree or two because actually that, you know, put a jumper on instead. Um, also things like fuel efficient driving. It's just things that I've picked up as I've gone along and, and uh, since the role. It's, that's the way it's kind of impacted them. It's just kind of the way I, we kind of live our daily life. It's probably impacted the most. And it's something that it's just part of the second nature now, if that makes sense. So it's not... A huge, it's a huge impact in one way and then in the other it doesn't feel like a big impact to talk it's just something you do every day if that makes sense yeah well it, it becomes a habit I mean what we're talking about in terms of behaviour changes once you do it repeatedly then it becomes effortless you don't have to think about it yeah exactly and the thing is that, um, because I'm sad I, I do look at my, my energy bills and see what the differences are and it is, it is amazing how much that's changed actually I mean, we're talking maybe 20, 20 pounds a month you know, especially with um, the kind of gas central heating and turning down thermostats, and we noticed a big difference in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I, I kind of like it because I mean, it's it's something that other people have said. It's like if you're monitoring it, then you know the difference and the impact that it's having. And when you're able to see, and it's it's, it's like okay, in the big scheme of things, twenty pound a month's not a lot of money, but twenty pound a month could get you, you know, for a night out, basically a cheap night out. And it's it's just seeing, well, what else could I be doing with this money instead of spending it and wasting it on on something that's actually harming the planet at the same time? Yeah, and that, that's what we always try and achieve at a lot of our events. When we're talking to people about the little savings that they can make, 
you know, accumulated, some of these can, you know, add up quite a lot, you know, to a lot of money. And we kind of say, well, look, this is what this could, that's what you could achieve with this money, you know, a, a night out as a family and things like that. And it, that that resonates with people and they kind of go, oh, actually, that's a good point. You know, and that it's just a case of burning things off the walls, you know, and that's, that, that that's a no-brainer. To, it's a no-brainer to me. And to, once you start chatting to people about that, it's, it, 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 things become a lot more achievable. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, I like that perspective. There you go. Turn turn your appliances off at the wall for a year and uh, put the jumper on and turn down the thermostat and you'll have enough money for a family holiday for a weekend at the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the most important resources that Home Energy Scotland offers that can help organisations engage their employees around sustainability issues? So, um, well, there's... Lots of different, I mean, there's kind of two two things I'll answer this question with. So in terms of resources, what we've got is we've got a lot of um, marketing collaterals, as you, you might call it, um, lots of different things that we can hand out to people, like leaflets on information of what they can be doing at home, um, kind of prize draw competitions that include a lot of kind of sustainability quiz questions. Um, so that's kind of very much engagement material. Um, but what we also have is when we go out to some events is we have um, things like we, we've got a smoothie bike that we, we, we use that kind of engages people on kind of um, food waste and reducing that, that kind of stuff. We've also got a light box that we borrow from. We work closely with the Scottish government and they let us borrow it. Um, and what it is, is it's a hand pedal powered um, machine that has a, an LED light bulb and a traditional bulb. And it's very much, um, you ask people to hand pedal power it. Um, it's very hard work to um, light a traditional bulb, whereas with the LED light, you literally need to push it with your finger and it'll light up. So it's very much showing you that behavior change type thing. So we've got these kind of materials that we can take to kind of events to engage people on those kind of conversations. Um, but what we that's in terms of kind of resources to engage. But what we've also got as an organization is we've got a lot of, um, things that we can support people with. So um, we can um, do, we've got a free home visit service that we do for people that are interested in renewables. So we've got a technical team that can come out to people's homes and really look at, you know, whether things like a solar um, PV is something they would, would be a viable option for them to install or maybe a biomass boiler, for example. Um, but what we've also got is we, we, our phone line is a free phone number. And what we can do with people on the phone is take them through a home energy check, which will then um, in turn, uh, they'll have a number of questions to answer. And at the end of that, we'll be able to recommend energy efficiency improvements that that, that individual can make at home. Um, and also how much funding might be available to that individual to make those changes. Um, so we've got that, but also what we've got for businesses is we do deliver free fuel-efficient driver training as well, um, which we can offer for free to businesses too. So it's really kind of promoting, um, you know, people at work to kind of reduce their carbon footprint while they're driving. And it's actually a really great, fun way of doing something because they'll get taken out on the road for maybe 20 minutes um, driving as they normally would, and then 20 minutes driving under It's not like a driving lesson. It's more just giving hints and tips of how they could maybe drive more efficiently. And on average, you're saving about 15 miles per gallon in that lesson. And it's a nice way to kind of engage people. So there's lots of different kind of resources and, and, and activities that we can kind of offer to really kind of engage employees around those kind of sustainability issues at work. 
Yeah, and what I, I love is you have such a, a wide range from like the free home visit, the phone line, and even the, the fuel efficiency driving that you're taking away the, the difficult thought process of organisations having to think, oh, well, wait a minute, what do we do? How do we engage? You're actually doing all the hard work and just saying we've got all these cool options and we can we can do them and we'll take care of it. Yeah, very, very, very much so. It is, it's, it's kind of coming in and saying that we can have messages on a variety of different areas and offer lots of different things and actually you know some of the businesses we've we've engaged with for a while now you know we're going back and doing very specific events so for example we're actually doing a, a an electric vehicle event for one of the corporate organizations we work with soon um and it, it, it's it, it's an ev event specific so but we do lots of different things with them and, and we've actually done kind of renewable presentations earlier in the year so it kind of gives you a really good example how the organizations end up kind of really buying into it and going, oh, can we do something a bit different this time? And can we try that? Can we try this? And it is kind of a pick and mix. You know, organisations don't have to do, you know, it's up to them what they want to do. You know, we'll have that conversation, let them know what they can do. And, and it is kind of that agreement of what might work and let's try that and see what we can do. Yeah, brilliant. So what is one of your favourite memories of a time and place in nature and why? Um. It would probably be, um, I went to Tanzania back in, in 2000, and I'm, I'm jogging my memory, I think it was 2008. Um, I was really, really fortunate to be able to go there um, as part of the geography department at, at Glasgow um, to do my dissertation project. Um, and while we were there, I was doing it on um, the power of the mobile phone for, for farmers, because um, there was a big mobile phone boom in, in Africa then at the time. Um, you know, it was a lot later than obviously the mobile phone boom we had. Um, and one of the things was we were going out to, to meet farmers to discuss, um, you know, what they could, the power of that mobile phone to them and what they could, you know, they could yield from it. Um, and one of the things that one of the interviews I conducted was sitting underneath a, a cashew nut tree and they were chopping down um, sugar cane, raw sugar cane for us to chew while we were doing that interview. And it, was, it always sits with me because it was the most surreal moment of my life. Um, but it was the most, it, but it was the most wonderful as well because you're just like this is, you know, this is incredible. This is this is the planet that we live in. How amazing that we're, you know, I'm talking to someone in Tanzania about a mobile phone and we're part of nature. You know, it, it kind of it's it's all together in the one place and actually it's amazing what the planet is and what it does and what it can achieve and all the different things within it. Um, so I think that's probably my my favourite memory of, that, um, of, of something. <laughs> what I like about it as well is it's, it's, it's a perfect balance of um, being in nature and um, technology at the same time, you know, and showing that the, the balance of the two. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about how surreal this was, but I mean, does this experience and other experiences like this influence and impact your own commitment towards sustainability? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, when I went to Tanzania, it was a bit of a, a life changer for me in the sense that when I was at uni, I, I, I didn't, I didn't maybe excel myself at this point at uni. Um, whereas this was the point, this was a kind of turning point for me in the sense that I, I really started to engage in sustainability and also what I wanted to achieve out of, out of life, I suppose. Um, and it was one of those things where I was able to kind of, it's what you're saying, it's, it's that kind of fine line where we were sitting there enjoying nature, um, but at the same time, you know, it's so close to us not having that opportunity all the time anymore because of the way, you know, the planet is going and, and sustainability is something really important. It has really influenced me in terms of what I want to do as a job. I've always wanted to kind of work within something that's going to support um, people and how they live their lives. 
um, because before I was in this role, I worked for Bernardo's and supported a lot of young people into into work. And it, it's always something I wanted to do is kind of support people um, to achieve something as part of uh, of our wonderful world, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that sounded cheesy. <laughs> oh, it didn't make sense. But I mean, I, I think it's, you know, and I mean, we're, we're saying it's cheesy there, but fundamentally, you know, so many of us, and I, I've spoken to a lot of guests on the, this podcast as well, fundamentally, they're driven by a desire that they want to make the world a better place, that, you know, they, they want a future for their grandchildren on this planet, you know, and it's... It's recognizing that it's okay to it's, it's okay to say that, and it's it's okay to have that as a driving driving mission um, for <laughs> us. So, what advice do you have for organisations that could still be just a little bit sceptical when it comes to sustainability? Um, difficult question. Um, I would I would say have listen to what people have to say about sustainability because I think it's one of these things where. It is difficult, you know. There's a lot of organisations out there who are very traditional, you know, the, the you know manufacturing firms that can be, you know, produce things. It's hard to listen to sustainability because it's one of these things where, you know, sometimes it probably feels like you're being asked to just stop production because it's not good for the planet, if that makes sense. But it's not about that. It's very much that it's more having a conversation about look, how can we support you to be that little bit more um, resource efficient, um, that a little bit more kind of engaged. In, in the environment and also to kind of look at ways to kind of offset what, what, what you're doing. So, you know, companies who are, you know, maybe manufacturing a product and, you know, it's quite resource heavy, um, you know, we, we, we recognize that that is something that, you know, as a company you're going to produce, but how can we offset that? You know, what can we do to support you to kind of, you know, corporate social responsibility wise and environmentally, you know, what can we do to try and help you offset that so that you're, really involved in that kind of process and that's where I'd say you know have a conversation with people because it isn't about someone coming out to tell you you're doing this wrong it's very much about look what can we do to help you achieve something that that's positive for you as a company and that's positive for your employees to help them home um, and what's positive for the environment and and, and it is very much about that and that's what the, the, the advice I'd kind of give is you know sustainability is something that is we're trying to support everybody and, and help each other. It's not about coming out and you know telling someone that they're not good at that and they need to fix this. You know, we're not a regulator, if that makes sense. We're here just to kind of take people on a journey and support them through what what they can achieve. Yeah, yeah, and I I think the when you said there, get out and speak to other people and see what other people are doing. I mean, the example that came to me from another interview that I did um, that I just want to bring up here um, was. I think it was FMC Technologies had set up the the Green Shoots um, Foundation Trust and they do oil and technology. So they are, you know, resource heavy in the oil and gas industry, supplying the the technology that they use to to get oil. And yet what they'd set up as part of their employee engagement scheme, they'd set up this whole charity and they do a levy on all the air travel. They're encouraging and raising awareness within the oil industry. And they're having these really impressive results in within local schools local communities going into areas of fuel poverty and helping to to create a better community but reduce carbon emissions and offset what they're doing and really looking at that how do we recognize that you know this is the way that world is and we want to to make a difference at the same time and recognizing that 
you know, for me, I mean, what I took away from that, and I, I think the point that I'm making here just to, to reinforce what you've said there, it's not about saying, oh my goodness, we have to destroy everything that we're doing because it's not. It is about acknowledging this is the way that the world works and this is what else we can do to make it even better. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's interesting, actually, because I I was visiting FMC Technologies just last week to look at how we can support them more with employee engagement measures, which is which is funny. Um, and actually what they, they've done as well is they, they go out and visit other, other businesses as well who've achieved other things to kind of see how they've, they've performed as well. And that's one of the things that we, we I would always say is go and visit another company that's similar to the way, you know, of what you do to kind of see what they're doing. So a good example is Edinburgh Leisure, for example. They've, they've got a really good kind of green team um, set up with lots of green leads. Um, and we, I was meeting with Lothian Buses just a little uh, a few weeks ago, and they're really on it sustainability-wise. But one of the things they want to set up and, and kind of get going a bit better is green teams. And I said, look, speak to Edinburgh Leisure. They have done something really, really positive, um, and it's maybe something you could replicate within your your business. And and that's the thing. It's it's going and speaking to people because actually everyone's got different ideas and and, and things, and it's it's good to share that knowledge. Definitely, definitely. I love that. Well, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much, Aidan, for joining me today. No, thanks very much for having me on and, 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 and it's great to hear how well the podcast is doing. Awesome, thanks. If Aidan's experience of talking mobile phones with farmers in Tanzania while sitting under a cashew tree and eating fresh sugar cane has inspired you to get outside, find out more about how to deepen your connection to nature at www.thenatureprocess.co. Or, if you want to bring nature into your organisation, check out EarthSelf at www.earthself.org. As always, if you know somebody who would make a great guest on Sustainable, please get in touch. Next time, I'm speaking with Elizabeth Durth, Chair of the 2050 Climate Group, to find out how they're leading a social movement by engaging, educating and empowering Scotland's future leaders to take action on climate change. Enjoy today's episode? It only takes a few seconds to share with a friend or colleague. If you want to talk more about the ideas in this episode, then come join us on the Sustainable Podcast Community Group on LinkedIn. New episodes of Sustainable are released on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.